0: Hello and welcome to the Central Connecticut Inner Group podcast. My name is Christina. I'm an alcoholic.
1: And my name is Eddie and I'm an alcoholic.
0: And we have no guests with us today. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: are running solo.
0: Um, But let's start with the serenity prayer.
1: God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: Okay, so (laughs) we have two guests lined up today, and you know, life happens, things happen, and they were unable to make it, so you're stuck with me and this guy.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) I think we were going to talk about some of our story about how we got into the rooms and what went from there. So we're going to start with uh, Christina, and let's hear some about your story.
0: Well, before I came to AA, my life was unmanageable. I don't know, I just remember ever since I was really young, I always felt uncomfortable. My skin didn't fit, you know, like the usual stuff, like I just felt like I didn't belong. I was an imposter, you know, my parents didn't love me. Nobody loved me. You know, I just suffered with these really negative, self-talks, these voices in my head. I remember I used to always talk about this voice in my head telling me I was like worthless and, um, I went through, I guess, I feel like I was a late bloomer. I did not start drinking until I was 16, um, but I had Sky Vodka and it changed my life. I remember drinking it, you know, like that first drink, like you can drink it and not need a chaser or anything. And I was like, this is amazing. And I uh, got blackout drunk. I got so drunk, my friends called the paramedics because I was unresponsive. You know, like I guess 16 year olds don't pass out uh, like that. and. Uh, I remember waking up and I was really, like, sick and I had to throw up, but I also remember how I felt, and how, like, I remember that night, like, I was hanging out with a boy, like, I was talking to boys, and sorry, Eddie, but I just (laughs) felt, like, comfortable, like, I felt like I belonged, finally. That voice that used to tell me I was worthless, like, somehow it was shut up, and, and I could be a part of the world, and, um... Yeah, like it was just, it was great. And you know, from then on, I was always, always drinking. I remember when I first came to AA and I thought like, maybe I used to have like some control over my drinking, but I look back now and I, every time I drink, I got drunk. Every Almost every time I drank I blacked out and um, it got progressively worse. I would just like drink and you know, like do embarrassing things, but then it started to really affect my life. I was finding dry goods to like balance out my drinking and that just leads to like a lot of long days. <laughs> days on end and uh I don't know yeah like it was just unmanageable because I was finding the dry goods and then that's how I could drink it longer and then I pass out and then I need something to wake up again and it was just unmanageable and uh, I remember any guy that got in the way like just kind of I had to leave but like I don't know with Eddie it was weird like when we met I don't know like because i would known you since we were kids we had like a friendship and like I don't know, but you telling me there's something wrong with my drinking, which is so funny because you're an alcoholic too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something in me would always be like, no, you're right. Like you'd be like, you need to do something about your drinking. And I'd be like, I know. And like, but you would also like be nice to me and like kind of supportive of me. Like it and was also something. drinking. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it helped though. Cause I remember, I'll never forget when we were in that, your dorm room with the you were living with three guys, and then I was living with you because of an alcoholic outburst at my parents' house, you know. <laughs> so I was living with all of you guys, and you were all smoking weed, and you all just seemed like you were having fun. And I was like, why can't I get like this? Like, in my mind, I was like, I need to get across town so I could pick up some goods, because, and I need to get Eddie to front me $10 so I can get over there to get some fronted more goods and <laughs> get back over here. And like I was like, why can't I just be happy? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just was
1: yeah it was yeah. bad for a while for both of us too so it's like we met we know each other forever so but we really started meeting again and hanging out after like when i was out of school and we were getting winded down and stuff after i got back and it was saying my life it was just so unmanageable with all the drinking like i always wanted to belong and fit in you know and i could never feel like i could until i started drinking like the rest like i feel like a lot of us do right and then i started drinking and i finally feel more comfortable with myself and who i am and um it changed my life, you know. I, I didn't drink up until I started as a freshman in college, you know. So I was probably about seventeen. Like I said I was I graduated school, so I was seventeen. I started drinking. I got thrown out of my house in six months, pretty much. I said right I when I turned eighteen, my parents asked me to leave because it was already unmanageable. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with what I was doing, and from there I just continued to bounce around and bounce around. I never knew how to stop the party, right? I never got into fights. I never got arrested. I never had anything going. I just never could stop he partying.
0: He the tank when he drinks. <laughs> he does a little dance. <laughs> shots, shots, shots and then. Ugh.
1: <laughs> and I would ruin people's lives. Like that's what I would do. You know, I would he just.
0: Across the country, a few times. <laughs> a few times,
1: a few times, and like I would just drink and drink and drink. And every relationship I got into, I ruined it because I was selfish, self-centered and I just focused on alcohol, and that was like the one thing that can make me feel better. And um, I was a definite user. I used everyone to to constantly try and fill my cup, right? Because I never felt full as a person, and so I'd take all your emotions, I'd take all that, I'd bottle that up with my liquor, and I'd drink it all, and I would drain people of every ounce of being they had, and then I would move on, you know? And like a storm, and like I said, and I, I moved so much as a kid, and, and uh, like a kid, when I was 18, I moved, at least once a year for 12 years I moved you know and they said that you could bring the alcoholic you you leave you bring all your problems with you you know what i mean i move and it's still oh it's just me i'm still an alcoholic and everywhere i go i'd still bring myself and all my problems and it, it didn't matter how much i changed anything it was still me that needed to change you know and then joke because same thing you were just such a nightmare in my side because you were ruining my drinking so clearly you had to get sober because it was bothering me
0: i remember i'd come home and i'd be like maybe you should read this book with me like you drink really bad too like at first i was like we both have to do this and you were like no
1: no i clearly don't have a problem and then so my first introduction to aa was i went to an al-anon meeting because christina was clearly ruining my drinking you know what I mean? That was my number one problem was like I couldn't deal with you and you were such a buzzkill, like it was affecting me. <laughs> and you know, and so before you go into an Al Anon meeting, the proper thing to do, of course, is to drink and smoke right before you go because, you know, it's an Al Anon meeting. We're here dealing with other alcoholics. Clearly it's they're the problem. And I walked into the meeting, there was nobody in there except the one guy, and we sat down, we had a long conversation and well, you didn't like dress- <laughs> it was we were, and we we had a whole conversation about um, well, and he qualified me basically, right, as an alcoholic while we were sitting there. And there's no doubt about it in my mind that I was. I just didn't want to admit it because, as always, I can never be the problem. Everyone else is always the problem. Which, you know, I sometimes when I get sucked into my own world, sometimes I still get into the fact that other people are the problem. But it's not I'm still the problem. I need to change. I need to work the steps. I need to do these things and continue to. You gotta grow or you gotta go. You know what I mean. And that's—it's it's so funny. I have to keep working on these things, or else I easily fall back into that same pattern of behavior. And it's a—it uh, could be a mess. The only difference is that I can ruin my life without drinking now, and um, I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hey okay, so we—we we both have relapsed and been in and out a couple times. Yeah. You know, it I took g-
0: me five years to get. It. Well, no, because I had a year in there, but then I had never fully surrendered. Like. I don't know, where I came from, (laughs) where I grew up in AA, like, I don't know, it just, I felt like that fed into my ego, it was like, uh, (coughs) (laughs) I don't know how to say it without, like, disparaging anything, like, just where I came from, where we're from in Vegas, like, it just, it can drive your ego, I'm a part of this certain sponsorship line, we get all these circuit speakers, and I just felt like that kind of still led me to follow my ego and be like, well, you know, like, which is about being the most special kid in, you know, whatever, it doesn't mean anything. But then coming here, I was like, the egomaniac, like, well, I'm better than this AA. Like, I can't hear anything here. And so that just always led me to relapse. And then, I don't know. Like I, I got, I've had like three DUIs. gotten arrested for assaulting any, a few times. <laughs> few times. Because <laughs> um, I'm an angry drunk too. But like that ego, like <laughs> with I with a killer hook. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like the ego is always like my downfall. Like so for me, I just could never fully surrender. Surrender. Surrendering
1: was yeah. huge, right? That's, I think for both of us, it took us a long time to surrender. like I said, because mm-hmm. we, the same thing. I got. I got my year when we were in Arizona too and I got my full I got a year and the first thing was well thank you I graduated Yeah. you know I did the 12 (laughs) steps I did everything I got my one year I was like oh this is nice and then I just slowly worked the steps in reverse you know what I mean and I ended up drinking again like Mm -hmm. I thought I learned everything I needed to know because I still am the smartest man in the room whenever you talk to me and it's one of those things where it's like I can't be and I have to I have to keep coming here, and I have to do these things. If I don't, like I said, I instantly work those steps in reverse. I end up right back where I was, and it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know that's, and I used to just go and sit in the back of meetings and hide. Mm-hmm. I was notorious for that. Okay, go, and I would just go sit back there, wouldn't yeah. talk to anyone. I feel
0: like you need some friends, like talk to those guys i remember i would try and like nicely push you which you know never does anything to help anyone
1: (laughs) the life of a relationship in the program is equally a mess when you're at home and your wife (laughs) is also the program and gets to tell you things you should do in your program it's always fun
0: call your sponsor
1: (laughs) it's nothing like (laughs) mid-argument to hear that too and it's even worse because they're right and you don't want to admit that they're right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it just is a whole snowball effect. The fun part of being uh, the things they don't tell you when you're in the room and you're dating someone also in AA. It's it's good and it's also funny. It's so frustrating to hear someone call you out on your own program.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have tried. I remember this time, like since we've both dated over this last couple of years. I'm a little less than a year, but Eddie, you know, the one who went to Alan on first, has more time than me now, whatever. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, it helped. Like with COVID, there weren't a lot of in-person meetings, so we went to the same meetings, but then that, that didn't work anymore, and I needed more women because there were a lot of men that you were going with, and, and I don't know what it was. Moving here really helped. I found my group of women, and now we have really separate
1: programs.
0: And mm-hmm. that, I don't know, well, we also went to marriage counseling, and we brought God into our relationship, all these kinds of things changed.
1: Mm-hmm. And... We've come a long way, especially sitting in this, and it's all because a right. Like the, I feel like the program has done so much um, in our lives, as it always does. Right? If it's less of me, more of him. You know what I mean? The less I do, and I get it's out of my little own. Little yep. The more you <laughs> knock me out of the way, and the more I don't interfere with stuff, and I work the program, or I, you know, seek do counseling, and I actually put in the effort, and I do these things, and like my life continues to get better and better and grow, not because of anything I'm doing but because I'm allowing God and my higher power to work in my life, you know, and that's what's I have to constantly remind myself of is uh, my ego can be so loud. I like to think of, look at all these things I've done. I'm yeah. so good, like, <laughs> and I want praise for everything, but really, I don't deserve any praise. I don't deserve any credit. I stay out of it. My higher power should get all the credit. All I do is show up and put in the work, you know, and, um, because it's so easy because I don't throw any credit because instantly I can take it all back and I do at times so sometimes I grab everything back and then my life becomes a little bit of a mess again <laughs> I get enough pain and then I change mm-hmm. you know because I need pain to change because when things are going really well I love it but like I said it's it's so funny like I have to be in a level of uncomfortableness and a level of pain to change a
0: great motivator
1: it is it's like the best motivator for me especially because I'm so stubborn mm-hmm.
0: That's I feel like no, for me it just manifests in like obsessions with like shopping or redecorating or or I the kitchen sh- table yeah. <laughs> well that's what's going on
1: right now <laughs> but no it's it manifests right like I said yeah when you start focusing on things i feel the same way it's like um it's just so different you know i said our lives now are so different from what they used to be and i feel so fortunate because of the program and working the steps um it's this has your been a huge part oh favorite step I like 10, 11, and 12 I said I'm going to call I'm calling the rookie (laughs) answer the maintenance steps I like maintenance steps because I like to just do things every day and do a big maintenance steps I don't like doing the whole overhaul of things I like to get I like to be through that and then just work on 10, 11, and 12 and try and maintain stuff I feel it's easier for me to maintain than let stuff manifest and grow because like I said that's how I grow resentments is if I don't maintain and it's easier for me to knock things out when they're small, because when they're big, I tend to shy away from things. Because same thing, it's I make a mountain out of a molehill, because it's gonna be so much worse than it's gonna be. So it's easier for me just to try and knock it out right then and there. What's yeah. your favorite step?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know. I love them all. You,
1: can, that's a terrible <laughs> answer, and you can't take ten, eleven, twelve. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> <know> <laughs> <favorite step. laughs>
0: Maybe just step one, I don't know, because there's step one, but then also five, because I feel like for me, the huge part about this time, like, was finally, like, giving in and saying this is what's going on in my head, and I feel like that's kind of, like, five every day, like, I remember I just, I was so sick and tired, being sick and tired, I knew I couldn't drink anymore, so... I would call my sponsor and be like, this is what's going on in my head. My head's telling me this stuff. And she would laugh and be like, and she had me name my disease. So like that ego part of me, Bethany, we talk about, she always wants me (laughs) to go get champagne. And, you know, we're just going to have, you know, some champs for brunch. And then, but then we get to the liquor store and it's vodka. And so crazy, Bethany, we don't listen to her. But. (laughs) <laughs> um, so and that made it easier to call her because now it's like we laugh about this thing but I can tell her like seriously this crazy stuff that's going on in my mind the classic is the stuff a couple weeks ago with work Like I was like I need to take 10% I need to work from home and I was like my boss isn't going to let me and he's going to be like this and blah blah blah, blah. and then I asked her, and they are like yeah it's fine You <laughs> <laughs> say we make everything <laughs> was so much worse I was for like 3 or 4 days <laughs>
1: Yep, we like to build it up, right? <laughs> I want to be something to be angry, and I want there to be some extra motivation, you know. And it's, I just can't make it. It can't be this simple, right? It can't be as simple as just asking for something and like trusting the process and doing the little steps. It can't be that simple, but it is. You know, same thing like with the program. I feel like everything gets. I overcomplicate everything, mm-hmm. but if I keep it simple and I keep my program simple, I feel like things go so much smoother. Than when I try to just get in and tinker and do this and do that because I try to outthink the program and try to be smarter than everyone else. And it's clearly I'm not. I said, they had the seek, the, like, the recipe is there. Mm-hmm. Just like baking, don't vary from the recipe. Just <laughs> follow <baking>. the recipe. <laughs> when you come off the recipe, is when you have issues. I said, if you just know what works, just follow what works, you know, and then learn from what others share. And that's, like, what's been huge for me. I said, and I, I think you hinted at it too, is, um, your group of women and having a relationship with your sponsor you know what i mean that's having a relationship with guys has been like in the program has changed my life too you know before i would just be super the chameleon no one ever knew me i just get in tell people what they want to hear i know like i said it's what happens when you're really good at being a chameleon everybody loves you you know but nothing was ever real and nothing it was all just made up stuff oh eddie's so cool but blah blah blah. i'm not really cool i don't even know who i am i'm still going through some of those crises now like two years over almost let's rewind no you're am i no, two no no here no here. two I'm because two. you had two when i got one that's correct see yeah. two and change so two <laughs> and change you're sober and it's like i still go through these crises of like who i am and what i'm like what am i doing because i spent so long not being myself And trying to be what everybody else wanted to be and try and drift through people and try and make these relationships that weren't even there. I just didn't want anyone to know what I was like. You know, I just want everyone to like me and no one to really get to know me. So I'd have casual friendships. I'd know acquaintances. They'd know my name. Oh, I could come up. I'd show up. I'd be Frank the Tank. I'd be the life of the party. I'd show up. We'd rip the house down and I'd bail. And that was about all you'd see of me. And um, everywhere I went, I said, I don't think I saw people outside of parties you know because that was in my element it was okay for me to be drunk at a party and so no one would ever see me outside of that and I never let anyone really get to know me and in this program I've had to let guys get to know me and that's where I feel like I've had the most growth in this Mm -hmm. program is by getting out and meeting people and actually building real relationships and not hiding in the back of the room you know what I mean and not sharing and sharing when things aren't always pretty Because my ego gets in the way and I'm always the first one to raise my hand and say, things are great, everything's good, you don't know me. Then when things get ugly, I don't want to share. And I need people in this program that will call me out on it. And I need to feel comfortable with people in this program where I can pick up the phone and be like, this is what's going on in my life. I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And to say those words is really, really, really hard. And um, only since we've been here and only since I really plugged in have we been able to do that. You know, and I feel like without doing that i wouldn't be sober today okay. i know i wouldn't be sober today i mean it was the same thing when you were up in high watch um i had gotten to a point where i was gonna drink it was coming you know what i mean and i picked acting the best either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's i was gonna drink it was coming and my options were i finally just gave it and i picked up the phone and um Chris called me, and I talked to Chris, and Chris was in a bad spot, too, and we ended up meeting up together. We went to a meeting, and we went to Twin Pines instead, you know what I mean? And we would have had dinner. But it was... I had already decided I was going to the bar. I had already decided, and then... yeah I talked to Scott. Scott told me to call Chris, you know what I mean, and to pick him up and go to a meeting. That's the only reason I didn't go drink. I was already... I was on my way to the bar. I was heading home. I was going to drive past home, and I was going to the bar. It was decided. You know, but when... When you're open to the things and you let your higher power work, that stuff works. Mm-hmm. And then the difference is now between when I would drink and when I wouldn't is that I listened. Mm-hmm. And I actually took the advice of, okay, I'm going to call that, and I submitted and I surrendered. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, that's the only thing that changed for me is being able to have those things and being able to listen to suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah which is yeah what do you got no, up there it's good no like you bring what?
0: that up as like because it's a shameful time for me like when i went to high watch you know i was trying to control my life and when i don't have alcohol i'll use something else you know to make me feel better and i was i, was, I had an affair with a guy up at high watch at the hope house and uh because i needed something to change how i felt because i didn't like how i felt and so i would use that you know because as a woman There was. Yeah. anything, you know, to change how I feel. Like, it, it it got me out of myself to make me distract, you know, from doing the work, you know, and um, so that just, that's what I was Mistake, just And I mean, we've talked about this. We've gone through it in theory. We've prayed about it. And we've done a lot of work on that and come through it. But still, like, there's always going to, I feel like, be that lingering a little bit of, Because, like, now I'm like, I would never You're be my best friend. And I love you. Like, but, you know, I guess we've talked about this, too. Like, the good out of
1: it. The yeah, and you, the tools of the program, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we leaned on our programs during that time. Like I said, things work. And, I said, and it's, like we were saying, you don't have to drink. I don't have to drink to ruin my life. You don't have to drink to ruin my life. We can do it yeah, just with fine alcohol. <laughs> without alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know? Alcohol is, like, one of the things I know I can do that'll blow it up. But you know what I mean? Yeah, but before, yeah. before I <laughs> Before I drink, I'm already in the process of ruining my life. Mm-hmm. Things are already starting to spin out of control. Then I pick up the drink, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's definitely imploded. Mm-hmm. You know, there's warning signs along the way now that I see them. The question is, do I take the exit when I see the warning sign and call someone, or do I keep driving down the highway ignoring the warning signs? Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's how I feel a lot of that stuff comes up now is I can see it. The question is, do I want to see it? Mm-hmm. And if I see it, do I have someone to talk to about it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even now, I might ignore the first one. Second one, I'll try and call someone. You know what I mean? But at least I see these things now, and I I know when I'm heading... I feel like I know when I'm heading towards my next drink. Mm-hmm. Where before it was, it was, like I said, I can be irritable and discontent and get to that place,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then I'm drinking, and I'm off and running, and then it's on. Yeah.
0: Because, like, that's a good Like, what are the signs? Like, I know for me, like, being maybe not nice to my husband or not be you, not being truthful at work. Like, I work from home. I could not work, you know? And, like, doing that kind of stuff to me will lead, you know? Like, it's a precarious road. Like, it starts with little things, and then eventually a drink might sound like a good idea because, you know, F it. We can curse. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I appreciate the you know. sensing. Um, let's see. Yeah, like I said, the warning signs for me too. That's a good one. Like I said, when do you see the warning signs when they come? You know, it's for me. It's when I start to withdraw and I don't talk to anyone, and I said when I start, I go right back into that thing of isolation. To see it, but I go right into isolation. Is where I end up is when I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. When I don't want to do anything, that's when I know I'm starting to see warning signs. Cause it's, I want to be alone and so I can justify being miserable and I can work myself up to a point where it's like this is get a case of the efforts and be like I've had enough of it this all sucks I'm going mm-hmm. you know and that's for me are like some of my early warning signs yes being cranky would also <laughs> same for me <laughs> no, you're usually just hangry but, like, I like, I, like, to, I, like to do, I like to work. I need to not work myself into that corner. And, like I said, I will do whatever it takes to get into that little box and be left alone so it could just be me and a drink. My
0: disease wants to be dead with the drink in my hand. Alone and dead with the drink in, in my, my hand.
1: hand. <laughs> and it's never champagne, like you tell yourself.
0: Champagne. champagne. <laughs> I know. Well, because that was, was it my last relapse. Yeah, like, I think it was. I wanted champagne, and I got there, and it was you know well obviously champagne is not enough like we also need to get the bottle of vodka and then I think I went back for one more and then I was in the hospital and that was the last time I drank
1: It <laughs> was. Now.
0: It gets so quick. The last <laughs> two I went to the hospital like within hours and before three times before it was jail <laughs> 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 Jail, jail, jail. <laughs>
1: you know if there are favorite parts of like sometimes some of the funny things you said you have to try and focus on some of the no. funny things is my favorite thing is about your last reaction since <laughs> you getting sober was I was driving <laughs> home because I have <laughs> I haven't I was looking I was on my way home and there was a broken Sky Vodka bottle in the middle of the street. Oh yeah. My first thought was what stupid alcoholic dropped their bottle? Okay. And I get home and here's Christina with a pop-up vodka bottle plastic Vodka and you complaining that you dropped your vodka in the middle of the street. Yeah.
0: I'm, look, I went <laughs> in and <retired. laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like oh my stupid alcoholic did that and then it was a long night from there with your rage but it was it did make me laugh though just pulling in i'm like what a loser and i'm married to said loser <laughs> i gotta walk into it and i was like this is ridiculous and it was uh this was probably the last time i laughed that night but i did get a good laugh out of that
0: They they dosed me. <laughs> I know I have my last memory is on the couch and I don't remember anything. And I was like, I know they gave me something. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Shut God. Shut this girl up.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's we're such different people when we're actively using. I think and today
0: our issue is what kind of dining table do we want? It's not Christina path to, to, to relapse again yeah. or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. it's we have like such Cadillac problems now compared to what they used to be. You know, and that's what's so wild about the whole and thing. I can
0: still get annoyed about these ones because you don't like the chairs that I like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, I don't even know how to respond to you on that one. I know, but it's just wild. It's just so different, you know. And, like, we're not who we used to be. And, like I said, that's all thanks to this program.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's,
1: that's what therapy. I love. Therapy. And therapy, <laughs> correct, because we definitely needed tons of that to help work out some stuff.
0: But God brought me to therapy because I remember... I felt like I was getting the message, like it's me, you know, that's my perspective. I felt like the message I was getting was don't go to therapy, you don't need that. But then I got court ordered to therapy. So I say that God brought me to therapy. <laughs> God didn't <knows laughs> you know, mean right. God book. does for me, what I cannot <laughs> do for myself. And I remember like talking to my sponsor at the time, we were like, Well maybe it'll be a good, you know, example for the therapist that AA does wonderful thing. And I think my therapist does love AA and um but I needed her I stayed with her for two years almost. Um and she healed a lot of my re- she helped me heal a lot of my relationships AA i feel like you know definitely opened the door introduced me to these things but then like i had this like list of issues that you know i'm grateful that my sponsor today was like you should talk to your therapist you should utilize this woman that you're going to see because i didn't want to talk to her and it's because you're crazy yeah well <laughs> i know and then it's like why don't <laughs> i want to talk about these things why can't i show this piece of myself like it's if I don't, I don't say it, it didn't happen. But, like, yeah. then
1: once I say it, it gets better. No, I agree. Yeah. That's the same thing we do in my therapy session, too. You know I'm just always just teasing with you when I do that with you. But, <laughs> yeah. no, it's... I agree. Because I, I <laughs>
0: we're all crazy. crazy.
1: <laughs> 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 don't want to push you in another tantrum on that side. But, yeah, no. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. Like, that's we angry. have <laughs> we have to use the tools, right? Like, something, I have to use my tools with my therapist, too, because I we talk about that, too. And, like, it is nice because I've had a chance to bring some of my... The message I get from AA to my therapist that she's like she seems like she has a couple patients in there and then like but we'll talk about sometimes like what I'm doing and kind of like how I'm doing in my sobriety and stuff like that and I say say things that make me sound so smart but once again I have to be like no it's not me I actually heard it in a meeting or no it was like in the book like I just can't take credit for it even though I like to or I want to because I like still make myself feel so smart (laughs) (laughs) still there So what do you do now to maintain your sobriety?
0: I pray a lot. I talk to God throughout the day, and it took me a long time to get to that. I remember when I first came to AA six years ago; like I didn't understand. People would say pray, and it's like, well, what do I? You know, I had a Catholic upbringing. You know, we went to the same school when we Mm -hmm. were kids, Mm -hmm. and um, I thought it had to be very formal, like on your knees with your hands folded, like. And uh, I learned that I could just talk to God however I wanted, and. Sometimes I'm just like, God, please be here with me. Like, I, I feel like I'm constantly reaching for it. It's not always my first thought. I wish it was like a lot sooner sometimes, but like I eventually do end up there. Sometimes pain. Um, <laughs> the I meditate. I meditated today. It was really nice, like out in the, the sun. And I don't know, my sponsor is very like nature, like put your hands in the grass, like to try and get yourself present. Like I just feel like staying in the present, not future tripping or past tripping is huge, but I'm not like perfect at any of this stuff. I try my best every day, but sometimes I can still get caught up. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the dining table right now. So that's <laughs> been yesterday and today. What dining table, and i catching myself, I don't know, sooner today, and I'm like, I'm going to call my friend. I called and talked to her. She's been sick with COVID, so I got to ask her how she's feeling, and... Um, Get getting of myself because i keep asking i'm like you know i know i'm obsessing about this because i don't want to work <laughs> because my job is very busy right now mm-hmm. but um i don't know yeah like staying connected staying you know like i have a sponsee and i have my sponsor you know hand on each side and um i go to my meetings i have a home group i have service commitments um i count you as an alcoholic but not when i have a problem I need to talk to another <laughs> alcoholic. It's true. I guess so, exactly. we have to talk to other people. I, I think that's just something like, we, rely on that. I, <laughs> I agree. live with
1: one. We live with one. And I think the same thing as we realize too. Sometimes I feel the same way. Like we have like, we talk to an alcoholic, but we don't count. Right? I said, I, we, we definitely do our own thing, but we don't count because you can't, you can call me out on something. But usually that just means you're being a jerk, yeah. and it's because of part of our relationship. I can't. Not ha- perfect I don't. To that <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't hear the message when it comes from you.
0: Have you talked to someone?
1: You know about these. What was an argument we had? Alex? <laughs> 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 so we didn't talk about that two nights ago. But it's like one of those things where I can't hear the message for whatever reason when it comes from you. You're too close, mm-hmm. right? And so from you, I never hear the message. So it's like same thing for me to maintain my sobriety. I have to. Maintain my network. I have to try and talk to guys. I have to pick up the phone. I have to reach out. I uh, wake up and I pray and I read um, the daily reflections every morning, and the twenty-four hour book. I read that and then I, I do um, what's the first the first the third step prayer and um, the serenity prayer every morning. You know, and that's what I do. And we have a group text message that I, every morning I said, I still check in with (laughs) prayer hands, book, check mark. Every morning I said, it's been, I've been doing this for almost two years now. It's a group, all the guys, they all come in and same thing. And it's like an account. It's a COVID group. but it's the accountability thing. Like sometimes even when I'm not in the mood, I just don't want to be the guy that doesn't check in. So like, I'll make sure I do it. It's ego, but it works. You know what I mean? And I check in and I read and I pray and I do what I'm supposed to do and I feel better about it. And, like, I need that level of accountability sometimes because sometimes I want to be lazy. And um, I really appreciate that. And then I, I try and catch the meetings that I can. I know, like, my work schedule gets extremely busy right around now, but I still try to make my two to three meetings. And then now I definitely have a commitment. Mm-hmm. As I was really joking about, too, I was I've fallen told to do this commitment, and I was like, oh, you want to do this podcast group? It's We'll do it. It'll be not a big deal. I'm like, oh, and in my head, I'm just like, oh, yeah, how big of a service commitment could it be? Yet here we are. <laughs> As with everything, I never really put any thought into anything. I just think, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm glad we have this commitment, and I'm uh, excited to continue to work on this. But that's what, like, I really have to live in those things. If I get out of those things, I lose maintaining very quickly. So, what else we got? I don't know. You're the inquisitive one. I
0: can't remember my
1: Oh gosh, but I was no. like,
0: I don't, When you were talking, I, my morning routine isn't like it used to be. Like I, I used to be very like <coughs> strict that I had to read eighty-five to eighty-eight. In Sixty the first to person, sixty-three. Sixty-sixty-three. Like those are good. I feel like in the beginning. To remind myself, because I was the actor. I was eternally, like... The actor. Yeah. Yep. You have to do this, and you have to be this way. And, like, I expected... Like, it was like I thought my mom was a TV mom. I needed her to be this way. I needed you to be a TV husband, and you need to act this way. And, like, I just had so many expectations for everyone. And
1: And get resentful when people don't do or act the way you want them to. Ugh. I didn't think. I think, say, I had to read 60 to 63 Mm. all the time. (laughs) And it is because I... As smart as I like to say I am, I am stupid. And so I have to just keep <laughs> drilling things into my head, and eventually they'll stick. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have a sponsor that told me to read 60 to 63, I don't think any of that stuff would ever stick, and I had to continue to remind myself. That's why I have to go to meetings, because I need the message to stick. I need to see the newcomers, and I need to get hit with these things. Mm-hmm. Or I forget, and my brain just doesn't hold on to it, it goes poof, and then I'm back to being a horrible person. Yeah, I would have to
0: read it. And the fr- Nicole would make me read it. 85 to 88, 60 to 63, in the first person, and St. Francis Park, constantly, and personalize it, especially with my mom. God help me to, like, understand my mom, rather than they understood by her. Like, St. Francis Park was huge, I remember the beginning. And, and lately, like, my practice, I guess I'm more present throughout the day, though. Yes. That's how I feel. But I think you're I more have, present like, throughout the day. I do the morning routine like I used to. It's this freaking phone. <laughs> Wait, I saved, there we go. <laughs> now so. I'm addicted to the phone, you know, it's one thing or the other, but... You no know, that's the thing we're not spiritual giants mm-hmm. we're spiritual beings having a human experience i get to make mistakes i get to do these things i can't mm. fall back on that back. the gets <laughs> i said i
1: get to do these things i don't have to do i said i'd say especially when it comes to it's one of those things where i have to go to a meeting no you don't have to go to a meeting you get to go to a meeting <laughs> and it's reprogramming the thinking cuz i always get right back into the ugh i have to i have to because whenever i have to do something I'm making myself more of a priority than anything else. And like I have, like I said, I have to shrink me, grow him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect at it, but that's why it's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, mm-hmm. which also bothers me as a perfectionist. I should be able to get this extremely quickly and it shouldn't be this difficult. And I could cut this horrible loop of things as well. But like I said, I like to overcomplicate everything, <laughs> everything. All things. All so I did that
0: with this podcast. Remember when I was the first week before, I was like, oh my god, I have to have a script and I have to like plan out all these things and I need to be topics. Oh my god, I did have a good topic for tonight. I totally forgot. May 11th was the anniversary of when Dr. Bob and Bill sat down together for the first time. <laughs>
1: I remember you told me this yes. and I ignored <laughs> you then and I <laughs> and I, I should have I probably listened. That. Look at you. Yeah.
0: That was just really important, I felt. Cause it's Fun fact of the them, day. Yeah, May 11th. 1935. Oh, right. 35.
1: Well, 35. 35. So you look? <laughs> well, we, we are sitting here with someone who is very well versed in this as well to help call us out. Uh, Peterson. Hey, everybody, Peter Alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. I'm not
2: worried about worse. It's just that I come to meetings, I have a built forgetter. I don't know it all. I can't quote chapter and verse out of our, our manual, which is a big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's been a phenomenal sitting here listening to you to share about your experience with Alcoholics Anonymous. It's just it's phenomenal. We stay sober together. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that we can do to carry the message. That's the whole point of what we're trying to do now is carry the message. Mm -hmm. It's so phenomenal. So many things that, I mean, my thoughts are not original. Mm -hmm. Somebody came before me, and it started with Dr. Bob and Bill, and I'm grateful for them because they gave me a path of a life of sobriety. It's not perfection, it's progress. Mm -hmm. And there's some days I I stumble, and there's fellowship that helps me when I reach out and God. It's phenomenal. But you gotta show up. You gotta do the legwork, you know. Bring the body, the mind will fall. The mm-hmm. falls, you know, it's just, it, it takes my
1: sponsor's favorite word, time. Mm-hmm. This I must earn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's time you have there. I said it exactly, so funny, it's true like I want like forty years sobriety in forty minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my impatience is all like that. And I have to myself it doesn't work that way. It's progress. Slow, steady progress. I said one of the things here is to pray for a slow recovery. And I heard that and I really, really like that because it's something I said, it's like, if I get things instantly, I didn't really get it and I'm so quick to lose it. So I like the idea of praying for a slow recovery so it's steady and gradual and these things stick instead of just it being instant and like everything I need. I drank because I instantly wanted to feel better. I instantly want these things. And when I instantly get these things, I take them for granted. And this is something that I don't want to take for granted because I know what it's like when I drink, and I don't want to be that way again. I'm very grateful for what we've built and what we have here. What I and this, like I said, it takes it takes a village. I've had to go through, and it. it's everyone working together. And I don't want to have to start over.
0: Mm-hmm. It's easier to just keep going because the, this too shall pass. Like the feeling will pass, whatever I'm going through. Like I know the way out. Like I, I call another alcoholic. That one always always gets me out of it. But then, like, if I'll call someone, and if I don't, they don't pick up, then it's like, oh yeah, I should pray, because it's always me and God, <laughs> you know. And God, and it's funny how if I pray, like, then something happens. I remember like being really like a few weeks ago. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like turned, like going off on some spinning, and I prayed, and then my sponsee called me, and you know, got me out of myself, got me whatever that feeling was, and um, and I don't know, like it, God is always there. This God is everywhere, you know. Like He really is, even in the little things, and. I could go on and on about God, God shots, you know, like yep. he's everywhere, and um, I don't know, yeah, like I'm really grateful for the life we have today, too, like I'm grateful that our problems are dining room tables, and I'm like cheating on you, or you like being douche all the time, <laughs> moving us across the country again, because you need chaos. It's true, because <laughs> I need
1: to reap chaos some way or another, but no, now we've I said now we've settled in, like, so we have all these things that are just so different from where we used to be, and I'm so grateful
0: I love our little house and our little pups and I love our community like i said i love the women here i love like i'm just so glad we moved here i don't know and the women just kind of scooped me up and were like okay you're a part of us now and then <laughs> now you're doing all these <laughs> things
1: <laughs> nope and it's good and it's i'm happy i'm glad where we're at and um oh,
0: yeah that's
1: a good place to wrap it up yeah i think so i think we got a good message we're gonna end with the oh. one of the most
2: important things that i think we all realized about this fellowship we want nobody to fail. Mm-hmm. We don't care where you came from, what you're doing. We just want you to be sober today and have an opportunity to be sober. That's what the fellowship is about. We don't care. Yep. Just so, you know, only require is desire to stop drinking. It's the only one. Yeah.
1: It's the only one. Thank you both for sharing tonight. <laughs> Thanks Thank You're joining us. All right. uh, end with this serenity, or end with her. What do you want to yeah, end with?
0: The we version of the, the serenity Deal. <laughs> all right. God, God
1: grant, God grant us the, the serenity. Ready to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference.